On today's video, I'm gonna cover one of the biggest mistakes house flippers make when it comes to making offers and getting contracts with sellers, and then show you the right way to make offers and get contracts that will result in doing 12 times more deals, coming up. For a limited time, you can get a free copy of Jerry Norton's Quick Start Kit with everything you need to flip your first house in 30 days or less. Download it now at myquickstartkit.com. Hi, it's Jerry Norton with FlippingMastery.com, and if you're new here to make more money and less time flipping real estate so you can live your dream life, subscribe to my channel, click the bell icon to get notified when new videos are released. The following question was recently posted by Nick about making offers. My current process of making an offer on a property is going to an appointment, looking at what needs to be repaired, and then letting them know that I need to run this by some of my contractors and I will get back to you with an offer. Do some of you have DocuSign up and ready or a paper contract pre-filled out and talk about the price right then and there and go for the signing? I would love to hear how you guys make the offer and get the contract signed. Thanks. Great question, Nick. In other words, do you do the due diligence first and then get the contract or do you get the contract first and then do the due diligence? Most people follow what Nick is currently doing and they do their due diligence first in order to get to a solid offer price and then make the offer and get the contract. And this just seems natural, right? I mean, if you're going to go under contract with a seller, don't you wanna make sure you have a really good offer price? But I think this approach is a huge mistake for two major reasons. The first problem with doing due diligence first before getting the contract is it's extremely time consuming and without the contract, it's not a good use of time. Think about all of the time it takes to meet a seller or an agent in person at the property, run comps, and the most time consuming of all is calculating repairs. You can spend hours meeting and getting bids from contractors and measuring and going to Home Depot. Proper due diligence on average takes about six hours per lead. Now that's a lot of time and what if you do all of that due diligence just to get your solid offer price and you make the offer and the seller rejects it? Now if that's ever happened to you, leave a comment and let me know. Listen, my number one rule when it comes to acquisitions or acquiring a deal is this. Spend the least amount of time possible until you have a written contract. Let me say that again. Spend the least amount of time possible until you have a written contract. That means you should get to the contract with the seller as soon as possible and as quickly as possible. Now stay with me and I'll show you how. Once you have a written contract with the seller, now you can spend the necessary time to verify and validate your offer price. Look, you don't wanna waste your time doing anything without that contract. If for whatever reason you are off on your numbers, you can renegotiate the price or back out of the contract without any repercussions. Now I'll explain how, so keep watching. Now the second reason why you wanna to get to the contract first is because you'll lose the deal to your competition. In most cases, especially in a hot market, speed is the name of the game. The first one of the contract wins. If you get a lead and you meet a seller and you leave without the contract for whatever reason and I come to meet the seller after you or another experienced wholesaler, guess what? While you're doing your due diligence, I'm locking up the deal. So what exactly does it look like and how do you get to the contract first? Let me walk through my process from initial contact to executing a contract on a typical deal. Let's say a motivated seller calls me from one of my ads or I cold call him or her. Either way, it doesn't matter. And I'm on the phone with the seller and I go through my pitch and I focus on the four major benefits I provide, which are I can buy cash, as is, close quickly, and it won't cost the seller anything. Now, if you wanna learn word for word my exact positioning and my scripts for talking to a seller on the phone, I'll leave a link to a video in the description box below where I cover that in detail. 
Now, if the seller says, I'm interested in selling, what most investors do is they schedule an appointment to meet the seller and look at the property. Not me, at least not yet. Remember the number one rule to acquisitions, spend the least amount of time possible until you have a written contract. At this point, I don't wanna spend any time to meet the seller unless we're on the same page. What if I need to be at 125,000 and the seller is at 175,000? I don't wanna waste half the day meeting the seller just to find out he's not ready or not motivated. This is where I'll pre-sell the seller on the phone before meeting him. A really simple way to get to a ballpark number without having seen the property yet is if you plan on wholesaling it is to take 60 to 65% of the Zillow estimate or Zestimate. That will get you around where you need to be. So while I'm talking to the seller, I'll Google the address and I'll look at the Zestimate and if the Zestimate is 208,000, my ballpark over the phone pre-sell offer at 60% would be 125,000. So first I'll ask how much they want for the house because remember, he who names the price first loses. If he won't give me a number, which is common, I'll say something like this. Hey Mr. Seller, I don't wanna waste your time or mine. Before I come out and take a look at your property and meet with you, based on the neighborhood and the condition of the home as you've described it, I'm gonna to need to be in the ballpark of around 125,000. Then be quiet and see how they respond. If the seller responds favorably or seems open to that number, great. Take the time to meet him because why? Now it's a good use of time. If he responds negatively and is against that number, aren't you glad you didn't waste your time on appointment? Instead, put him on a weekly follow-up. So let's say the seller is open to 125,000, so you schedule to go on appointment. Before going, spend a few minutes looking at comps to get to your ARV, and in about five minutes of walking the property, you should have a ballpark number on repairs. How? I'll tell you. I created an algorithm that takes the square footage of the home based on if the home needs a light, average, or heavy rehab, then it calculates the estimated repair cost. Now, of course, I did a video where I break it down in detail, so I'll put a link to that video in the description box below, and you can watch it later. Okay, now at this point, you spent five minutes walking the property, mostly to make sure the layout is okay and that there's anything weird going on, like a walk-through bedroom or uneven floors. I just walked a property that had a big addition, but the only way to access the addition was to walk through a library to get to it. Now, that's wacky, and it killed the deal. So at this point, we are not going to spend any more time on estimating repairs. Remember, we don't have a contract yet, so what is the rule? Say it with me, spend the least amount of time possible until you have a written contract. All right, hope you're catching on. But now you should have a number for ARV and a number for repairs, and you can now run the house flipping formula to get your offer price. If you're unfamiliar with the house flipping formula, I've got a video for that too. You know the drill, I'll put the link in the description below. And once you have your ballpark offer price, you're going to present your offer to the seller right there on the spot and execute the contract. Do not leave without the contract. Have a pre-filled out contract ready to go. If you need a template contract, I'll give you mine for free, link in the description. If you have my Flipster software, you can do the offer electronically right on your smartphone so you don't even need a paper copy, but don't leave there without the signed contract. Now this is very important. On the contract, you're gonna have an inspection contingency. Now, I usually do 10 days. That means you've got a fully executed contract with the seller so he can't sell it to anyone else and you have 10 days to now do your due diligence. If for whatever reason, during your due diligence, during those 10 days, if the deal doesn't work, you can back out of the contract without any repercussions. Simple as that. Now, if you wanna learn more about the inspection contingency, I'll put a link to a video in the description for you. 
So now you have a fully executed contract and now you can finally spend the time on your deal. You can look at comps, you can get bids from contractors, you can even shop your deal to cash buyers. You have a full 10 days. And now since you have the contract, you're not wasting your time because the seller can't sell it to anyone else. It's a good use of time. And like I said, if after you do your due diligence during those 10 days, you find out your contract price doesn't work, you can renegotiate the price or back out of the deal. And I have a detailed video about how to renegotiate a deal, link in the description. Okay, so let me illustrate this concept of spending the least amount of time possible until after you have the contract with the deal I'm currently working on as we speak. Now, if you know me, you know I like high-end homes, so I got a lead on a million dollar new construction home that is 80% complete. It's 5,500 square feet and is basically at drywall. It's a really tragic situation. The owner who was building the home suddenly passed away and the family just wants to get rid of it as soon as possible. So I talked to the agent who represents the family. Now it's not listed on market and the agent is just helping the family find a cash buyer to take it as is. So the agent called me about this deal and he gave me the preliminary details about the condition and the location, etc. Now I do new construction and this project is right up my alley and I was very interested, but I didn't want to waste my time because why? I don't have the contract yet. So I told the agent that I could meet him and look at the house, but not unless we were in the ballpark of 600,000. Now he said, yes, he thinks the seller would entertain that price. Now, if he would have said, no, he needs at least 800,000, I would have ended it there. But he said 600 might work, so I met with him at the property, and after about 15 minutes, I estimated about $300,000 to finish it, and I made him an all-cash offer on the spot for 540,000 with a 10-day inspection. Now, I was straight up with him, and I said, I think it needs about 300,000, but I need to get my contractors over here and get me bids which he understood that made sense to him. So he presented the offer to the family last night and the family countered back at 650,000, which I countered back at 575,000. Now the ARV on this house is 1.25 million. So I'd go up to 600,000 if I had to, which would put me all in for around 900,000, which means I'd net about $200,000 on this flip in about six months. Now I should find out today if I get this deal, but here's my point. I'm not spending another minute on this deal until after I have the contract. Once I do, I need to get a copy of the plans, I need to meet the builder, I need to check on permits, I need to get bids from contractors, and I've got hours of due diligence to do. And at that point, if I discover things that would affect my number, I'll go back to the seller, I'll show him my discoveries and my reasoning, and I'll ask for a price reduction. So if there's anything you remember from this video, it's this. Time spent before contract, bad use of time. Time spent after contract, good use of time. I want you to think about how important your time is in this business. Let's do a comparison of a flipper who does due diligence first, offer second, which we'll call flipper A, and a flipper who does the offer first, due diligence second, which we'll call flipper B. Let's say that flipper A spends on average six hours for every offer made, and flipper B spends on average 30 minutes for every offer made. And let's say both flippers spend 25 hours a week doing acquisitions. How many offers does each flipper make in the same 25 hours? Well, flipper A would only make four offers in a 25 hour block of time, while flipper B would make 50 offers. And let's say that the average offer to deal ratio for both flippers is 25 to one. So that means it takes 25 offers to get one deal. That means it will take flipper A approximately six weeks to get a deal. And during that same six weeks, flipper B would get 12 deals. So instead of aiming, then firing, you're going to fire, then aim. 
Here's the entire offer process in five easy to remember steps. One, get a ballpark offer price. Two, make the offer. Three, get the contract with an inspection contingency. Four, do your due diligence. And five, renegotiate if needed. And to help you do this lightning fast, I'm gonna give you my deal analyzer software for free. Just put the address in and a few pieces of information and it will calculate all of the numbers for you and it will give you your offer price in about three seconds flat. It's really awesome to get it for free. Just go to instantdealanalyzer.com or click the link in the description. Hey, thanks for joining me on this video. If you learned something new, show some love, hit that like button and leave a comment. Let me know your biggest takeaway from this video. And if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to my channel. I'm dedicated to helping you make more money and less time flipping real estate so you can live your dream life. And I'll see you on the next video.